This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Uh, Rabbi Lapiansky, I invited him to share with the Chavra a very important effort that he's involved in, um, with his, which is called Yid to Yid. It actually has a, a website, Yid to Yid. And what it basically does, he'll explain, but is involved in helping many people uh, who have needs for Yantif and, and Shabbos, especially Yantif in Eretz Yisrael. I know many of us very often are given the responsibility to distribute Chitim, we get emails, we get solicitations, we don't know exactly who's giving it, how they're giving it. So just before the Q&A, you know, Rabbi Lapiansky, I know that this is really Avodah's Kodesh of his, to see to it that people have their needs met. And uh, we have partnered in our shul with him. Many of the shuls in, this com- in the Farakway community have. So he'll just talk about that. So I guess uh, just take a minute for the Yid to Yid thing. Um, I have, it started, I have two nephews in Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, my brother's children, two of his children. They're Baruch Hashem well to do, they their business and they do well. One of them especially is involved in, in the local Kupas Ha'ir in Telson where he lives. And two or three years ago, they reached out to my son and they said, for some reason, this year there's a lot of people that the Cooper Sayer just can't seem to get to. And we, they, we did a lot of legwork and a lot of finding out. And basically, in Etisrol, I think there are like 130 Cooper Sayer in different cities, communities. You have communities that are well to do internally like the Mark Chemish, for instance, and they can handle their own stuckers reasonably well. You have some Coopers like Benebrak that have an extremely good um, way of getting funds from outside. They're, they're known and they're popular. You have a lot of backwaters of Akims and, and things like that that really have a hard time. And many stock organizations also, they have a very clear um, clientele. They'll take only people learning. They'll take only single uh, parents. They'll take this, they'll take that. And they, they all do great work, but just a poor family that has no real title to it falls a lot of times between the cracks. So what we did was we, we worked with Gabayim Kupasir. We asked them to vet anyone that didn't get onto any list before Yantiv, and we re-vetted them again, filling out a questionnaire and, and cross-referencing it. We we didn't want to make an organization, so what we did, we created a platform where every person is listed without the name, but the identifying features. And when you donate on it, the money goes from your card straight to their card. They have a card. It doesn't pass through any organization. The, the platform itself, my nephew covers the, 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 any expenses that there are in, in fund transfer. But the advantage of it is, first of all, we try to reach people whose only criteria is they really desperately need money for Yantiv. Um, secondly, they're not covered by, other, by anything else. And third of all, the money is person to person directly. Um, no, it doesn't, there, there does not exist the organization. Um, all it is a platform and you see, you get, you know, it's, it's by um, how many kids they have, uh, where they live and so on. And you click off whatever, we, we establish a certain need for each family and you click off and donate straight from your card to their card, and that's it. That's why we call it a yid to yid. Um, we were hoping that it would be one or two yantayivim, and then somehow the slack would get picked up by the local. Whatever, whatever was there before, it hasn't worked. We've actually, when I was at the summer, I went to my son to different guy by Yitzhaka. We tried to understand the situation. Whatever it is, it does seem as if it's a, it's a real need. And if you're in a position before yantayiv time and we still haven't been to the brach of Ephes Kaloya, Evan Bekervaretz, then um, if you can either allocate some funds to it, encourage people. We, the two points we're trying to get is people that are not covering anybody and person to person with nobody in the middle and no money taken in the middle. That's the, that's the, the platform. And Bez Hashem, for Yontif, if it's Shaykh and there's still need left in Israel, then it would be really uh, um, very helpful. Okay. So the next session is just a question and answer. So maybe maybe similar to that what we did before, 
you know, will um, you know, just raise your hand and uh, any particular questions that you'd like Rabbi Lepiansky to address. Can I ask a question? Sure. <laughs> what do you feel is the biggest challenge facing Yidna in your typical community? I'm curious to, to, to hear um, from, from people in the field. So I think, I, I think one of the challenges um, is this, it, that has been mentioned at its core is that our communities have been very exposed. This is sort of picking up on Rabbi Mishan's point. And I think that the, because of that overall exposure, the, the struggle, I'm not talking a struggle about identity, that's a, that's a minority percentage that are struggling with the gender and the sexual. I think the greater struggle is sort of the Torah values versus the values of the openness which we as a community, by and large, are quite open, not just in terms of Torah Parnassa, but just em embracing the world in a wider way. And, and how do we navigate that? That's, that's one, of the great, it's one of the great challenges. Uh, and even in a very practical way, right? How do we get Balabatim to come to Shiurim when they're so overexposed in terms of pro programming in the, se in the you know in the secular world in terms of media and all that, uh, I think that that's, that's one of the. So I'd like to address actually the first point you mentioned, even though you're the ones asking the question. <laughs> I'm asking the question yours. Um, I, I I think there's an there's an important one of the important foundations to lay down in a muna is as follows. Torah comes in two, with, with mitzvahs of two flavors, chok and mishpat. Now, it's, it's so, it, you know, it's identified as mishpat being what, what you can understand. Chok, you know, the worst, the worst possible description of chok is you can't, it has no reason. That's a horrendous description, it's wrong, because when you say that somebody did something without a reason, you're saying he's a meshugana. When you say that he, we weren't given a reason, then we can try to guess at a reason, but that's not really chok. In other words, we could come up with some reason. So why is Torah chok and mishpat? It, it, and, and that division seems to be a, a fundamental division because in at uh, in Mishalach in, in you have shum sum chok and mishpat that they got chok and they got mishpat. They were given two, three halachas that were um, th that that represented chok and mishpat. So obviously, chok and mishpat are foundations. So let's. I'd, I'd like to use a maral to, to explain it. The maral goes on the chazal. It says that when Akadosh gave the Torah, so Akadosh held on to two tefachim. It says the luchas was six tefachim. So Akadosh held on two tefachim. We held on, Moshe held on to Tutfachim, and Akarish and the middle was open, and then with the Chateigel, they tried to grab each one, and so on. So Morel explains what's the Pshat in that, what's that Chazal mean? What does it mean that he was holding two, you were holding two, and, and two in the middle? Whenever I have a relationship with somebody else, let's give an example. Um, there's one relationship where I like music, you like music, let's go to the concert together. So it's, it's a relationship built on common likes. If we both like it, we do it. If not, we don't do it. So the relationship is, if, if you're not in the mood for going to a concert, it'll be somebody else. If you lost your interest in music, then we find someone else. There is, so th that's personally beneficial for me. That's it. You're just a convenient partner to go to there. There's a second relationship where it's the other way around. I'm a doctor taking care of a patient. I may really, really not like the patient. The patient might be very difficult, but it's my highest to take care of him and so on and so forth. One way relationship in the other direction. It's, it's for the recipient and not for, the, for me. Then a mutual relationship means that part of our relationship is something I like a marriage. Part of it 
I have an achiza. Part of it, you have an achiza, and that creates a certain commonality. There are things that are important for me. There are things that are important for my wife, and together we have a family with an area in mishutaf. The um, if if a kaddish baruch whose mitzvahs were to be totally incomprehensible to human being, then the pshat would be, it's all a kaddish baruch hu, and I'm adding a picture. Yeah, I'm a mule that carries it. So I have this big, heavy pack, and, and somebody beating me with a stick, and maybe a carrot, and tell me to go someplace. There's no relationship there. There's no Hebrew over there. On the other hand, if I understand and intuitively get whatever I'm being told, then a Kaddish Baruch Hu is really irrelevant. I mean, I, I could figure out myself, a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, be nice, give charity. Yeah, I, I got it myself. And then a Kaddish Baruch Hu is still irrelevant. The only way we can have a mahalach of Kesher is if part of that world of Torah is comprehensible to me. Part of the world of Torah is incomprehensible. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu's. And in the area in the middle, we have it. So the marshal, the nyanim of tzedakah, let's say, or being nice or not being cruel, that's something that I grasp and I hold on to that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has paraduma, which is incomprehensible. Human brain does not have the capacity to really understand it. We can say a lot of good Torah about it. But Be'etzim, we don't have a tefis on it. Because that's the HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Torah. And then there's a middle ground, Shabbos, the Suri Shabbos, which somewhere is, is, is the middle ground that, that it says there's some of, a bit of each. Understanding that if Torah is something which is whatever, it, it, these are things that we can understand by ourselves, then really we're kicking our Kaddish Baruch out of the Torah. It's any wise, good person could have written this book. So our Kaddish Baruch was nice and he did it for us, printed it on his own expense. But it, it, it's, it, it's, so, so where's our Kaddish Baruch in the Torah? It, if, if whatever it says in the Torah, any wise and good person could write, then what's the point of it? On the other hand, the, the Zohar Kodesh says it very sharply about something else. He says, anyone who believes that Torah is just a collection of stories, he says, there are many books that have nicer stories than the Torah. That's what Zohar says. Um, it's Balkarchot has a certain teichen to it. On the other hand, if Torah has, would be incomprehensible, then we have no tfis in it. There's no point to learning it. I mean, we can learn what to do, but, but that it, if we don't can't grasp, we don't have an achiz in it. So the world of mitzvahs is going to contain perforce elements that are incomprehensible. And I, I once had a discussion about this, and people, when we ask about homosexuality, what's wrong with it? Can we explain it rationally? And the answer is no. It's a chok. All of our rayas terms is a chok. So someone said, well, it's very unnatural. So I said, okay, walking in your hands is also unnatural. But if somebody had this thing that he would walk on his hands in the street, we would be either amused, they, they would do a TikTok on it, but the Lysa, we wouldn't, we wouldn't answer it. It, it, it. There's no reason for it. Um, and this was, yes, once upon a time there still was an aura of, there was an aura of, you know, the Torah, so uh, um, adultery was, was usher, things were usher, whether people kept or not, but at least, it, then somebody in the 60s, they said, who says? It doesn't make sense. Two adults who want to do what they want to do, let them do what they want to do. No one's getting hurt. So everybody shrugged their shoulders and said, yeah, that sounds right. There, it, it's a chayk. It's a chayk, which means that the belief in a Kaddish Baruch Hu being beyond us and infinite includes knowing and understanding what we don't understand. And you can break it against the wall. A chayk not going to understand, and it's right. I feel a hachi. This is something, and, and I think a lot of times we get Mishalom today in, in, in the world around us. When I was growing up, physics made sense from A to Z. It was all about wheels turning and turning other wheels. One way or another, it made sense. And if it didn't make sense, it wasn't physics. It was philosophy. That, that was the, the, the divide between the two. Today, a lot of the physics doesn't make sense. We, we, it doesn't, I mean, how could two things affect each other if there's no connection between the two? It doesn't make sense. Yes, it doesn't make sense. We, we don't have a tefis in it. 
and yet, if it, it you know, if the, the evidence is mounting that it's true, <clears throat> so it's a mitzvah. We have, we have to impress that there will be parts of Torah, and again, when you speak, you can point out certain areas where Seichel says it doesn't make sense, but at the end of the day, Seichel is a tool. It's not the ultimate tool, and it doesn't measure up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So where there's, there was a word from Reb Chatzka Levenstein. It's a really, really insightful word. He says by Paraduma, it says, um, you know, it, it's called a chayk, it's it chayk. So Rashi says, Lefisha hoyu umasoyle moinines Yisrael. The goyim would, would um, tease Kalayisrael. They would, they would needle them. And saying, ma tam yeshudava, like it doesn't make any sense, this whole Paraduma thing. Choyku it's a choik, and you have no rishus to 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 to, um, to to think about. So Chassa said, if it's a kasha, there's no terrence. You're telling me the goyim are going to come and tell you this is crazy. So the answer should be, don't listen to the goyim. Don't 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 talk to them. But 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 if they're raising the question, what kind of answer is it? It, 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 no, I'm sorry, I can't t- talk about this. It's not an answer. So what are you, what are you responding to? What's, the, what's that back and forth? So Haskell said, the brain is something HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us to understand everything that he wants us to understand. So any part of Torah and the Bria that is meant to be understood, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a kli called the brain. But the area where it wasn't meant to be understood, then there's no brain cells that cover that. It's, and, and he said in his colorful Russian, is a mensch a shtick holtz. A person is a, 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 a klotz of wood, like Abedis Inyet. And klotz of wood, with what chutzpah are you trying to understand? That was the way he phrased it. But it means, we, for instance, we can see things, and anything we can see, we're expected to see. We can't sense magnetism. There are animals that can. They navigate by it and so on. So, so yes, it's impo- how could the animal know which way is north? <laughs> well, it feels magnetic field, but there's no such thing. But there's no thing for you. There is such a thing. Understanding that Torah has to be understood as chok and mishpat. And, and, and if a person sees it totally as chok and not connect any part of it, He's, it's a severely flawed Torah. And if he sees it all as mishpat, which means balkarchach, they're going to be parts in the Torah that are not to be understood, that can't be understood. And, and the Ramam was arise as a folk, and, and, and we have to live with it. We can occasionally see empirical evidence that it, that it, it, um, it works, but we don't know why, but it does. So as so I think building the foundation of a chok and mishpat, they go together. The reason why it's important to learn is because so much of Torah is mishpat. So much of it is, is we need to understand it to be part of it. And we need to say, ad kan. This point onwards is, is, is a chok. I will not understand it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was mentioned, yeah? No, no, we mentioned it briefly. Um, but, it's, it's, but, but you could ask you could ask more points. So I guess it wasn't the, the question. Is, there's a lot, you know, talking in shul is always an issue. It's always been an issue. Right. It, it, I, my experience is asking people to be quiet doesn't help. Yes. <laughs> you know, people don't dive in. That's the issue. There are many reasons I think people don't dive in. One of them is they can't read Hebrew sometimes. They read it, they don't understand it, they don't feel connected as. You wrote about the thing, right? People come to the shul, they don't know who they're talking to. It's an awkward experience. So I'm looking for aces. High school and up. <laughs> like I said, it is a challenge. Um, de- de- depending a lot on... I, I spoke... In fact, in the shiva, we, we, we go through a certain seder environment, we speak about filler. And I told, I mean, the, it, it, the problem is it's easier in a certain sense in yeshiva because the bachrim are there to listen. They, they may, may or may not be listening, but they're paying tuition in order to listen. It's not the case in a shul. It, it is, it's, it's a very, you know, one of the challenges of the difference in a shul and yeshiva is yeshiva, they came to you. So they looked for you, they decided that you're a good fit as a, as a rebbe, and they're coming there. 
in a shul, they're living here because this is where they work, this is where the houses are nice, this is where whatever it is, and you happen to be close to shul or best, best kiddush or whatever it is that may be attractive. So it's a real, it, it is a problem. Yeah, yes, it's a problem. So, so a few of the things I, I mean we speak about is the olive of tefillah is creating a space of connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You, you may not, it's a, yes, it's hard to get inspired. It's hard to this. Today we have the hard trip that. But what you can do is create that space. And if you don't create the space, they'll never be. So creating a space means when you walk into a shul, it's you and, and Akash Baruch Hu, and that's it. There's nobody else there. You, 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 it means you obviously don't have a phone, you have this. You can say, you can go through the appropriate motions. All the halacha of, of tefillah, the halachas of tefillah in the Rambam are all focused on things you do. The fact that you, um, the, the, the fact that you have a mocking the fact that you don't talk, the fact that you stand lifting a melech, the fact that you put on some garment of ikun, whether it's a gath, whether it's a shrine, what's happening in a jacket, whether it's rolling down your sleeves, all of these, the external things we can do can make tefillah. Nobody, if that we don't have the capacity, most capacity to be mechaven, is not going to fault us. But if we didn't do what's appropriate, that's something you can speak about. I would also say, in times when, let's say, somebody's sick, when there's this iris in the oil to do something, to be mechaven something, to make for the next week, we will not talk at all in the davening, even in the place allowed to daven. The 30 minutes, the 40 minutes of shakras, <coughs> we won't talk. At least you associate that constantly with if there's one thing you can do, it's that. That, that you know, th- those, are, those are ways, it's a, it is a long battle, it is hard, and unfortunately, not always the yeshivas to get started with it right. But, but, but those, those are some of the things that I found have been helpful. You know, it, it, we're looking for Kabbalahs, what to do, so yes, so for this week, you're not, uh, you know, things of that nature. And, and the thing we spoke about was creating, it says in halacha, <coughs> that you, it's a medrash and a gemara very similar, that you're supposed to dive in a place that has double doors, you know, like the doors and then the outside doors. Pesach, lefin Pesach. And the reason is because it creates a buffer between the outside and the inside. And, and, you know, I, I think you can challenge people if you had an important job interview. Would you be taking, would you be taking uh, messages? Would you be talking to somebody else? Uh, you, know, you know, that's the minimum we can do. So even if we're not turned on, but if we believe that this is standing for Gersh Baruch would we do it? So you can talk about the, the, the necessary dignity that you're giving to HaKadosh Baruch to the tefillah, and hopefully that if people settle in, they might, they, you know, at least, at least they'll give the chitzayinus a bit, and maybe the premiums will come. Yeah. I'd like to uh, expand a little bit on the words of Ashkacha. Um, there's a lot of um, social media um, influencers out there who have uh, 50,000 followers. You send a video, it becomes a mesorah of stories and uh, of uh, what things happen if you do X, Y, or Z whether it be Nishma, speaking challah, saying brachas, all of that. And for some, they find you know, a lot of chizik in it. Uh, they might connect Hashem more. And then on the other hand, I'm begin, beginning to hear a lot of folks who are very uh, disillusioned by it, are very upset by it, said, I've done it 10 times, 40 times Nishma. My daughter's still not married. How could Rabbanim even allow something for someone to say something like this? So I was wondering in terms of like Rebbe, I guess schoolers, but these, these ideas that maybe are... Uh, very much spread across, should it be something that we should allow and encourage those to do because few people do connect to it in a very positive way, or it's not genuine, and so why should we perhaps sell something that's not genuine? So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very reluctant to go with it because it's a, it's a wave, like you said, it creates a high, it inevitably creates a lot of disillusionment. But to me, it's deeper than that. What does it say? We believe that difficult times are there for one of two reasons. Either to get us rid of some faults that we have, or to challenge us so that we do something great and so on. That's, those are the two general broad areas for that. So 
is it really that Hashem needs me to say nishma summit? I mean, it's not a halacha, it's not a din. And then we, once you start going, so nishma, at least you're saying it's filler. But, but then you start going off to things that are neither here nor there nor the other thing, put a shlis on the challah, do this, do that, the other thing. Um, is that is that is the reason why, what does that Kanshbrach want from me? So what does it want me? So if I'm a chazik, my Torah, my tefillah, my whatever it is, so yes, I could say this came for that, possibly. But when, 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 I'm, when I'm doing something that has no real halachic significance, putting in a... I'm, I need Parnassah, I put a key in my challah. Was that what Akash Baruch wanted from me? It's like, what, what, what was that about? Asa B'Shosh is a chazal, and it's, it's, it's kind of a pasik and a, and a, and a drasha, so fine. That's, that, that, that we see, we know. And, and you're doing tzedakah, and Akash Baruch gives you. Akash, but what, what, what are these things? Are you coming? I once had a very interesting interaction with, there was a boy in yeshiva from a, a well-to-do background, um, New York, obviously, not Washington, not Silver Spring boy, and um, he was a 19-year-old boy that had a Lexus. It kind of raised eyebrows, but it, it was—I uh, know—that was that was the family. One day, he comes to me, and he was very, very, he was very distraught. He said, "You know, he had a first—he had a first cousin who just passed away at age 19. Just didn't wake up one morning." And it shook the whole family to the core, himself included. And he began to think that um, maybe, you know, Lexus is signing her. Maybe he's sort of bringing on her himself. So should I? Now, would anybody care to fill in the sentence? So obviously everybody here would say, should I get rid of Lexus? Should I wear a red thread? So, you know, I don't. That, that, I had an, another in my a long time ago. I, I'll share those lines. There was somebody when I came to Eshatorah. There was somebody might share a boy who came from a very rough background and really like kind of a street kid and become had become turned, made a very sharp U-turn and became kind of very frum. And he became a chassan on my watch and he got, in, and he, and he got engaged to, he got married to a, a girl, a nice three mistake as far as she girl in Israel. And he, so he started, he decided that Al-Tabra all the chazal that, so he wouldn't speak to his wife unless it was absolutely necessary. So he would grunt to pass this, he would this, you know, he, that, that was his mistake. So, it caused a bit of a disruption, Sean Bias. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the kids, uh, <laughs> we, we, so I, I, I bore them very hard. It, it really, it really old. And I basically told him, I, I said, was there, I said, you and the Vilga? I said, my rabbis are Kaish Malevitz, Rabbi Nachman Patsavitz. They have a very normal relationship with their wives. And they go, where are you? Who are you? And I really pushed very hard. He didn't buy his wife new presents. We, we really bought it very hard. And he, um, and, and so he began to avoid me, you know, whatever it was. A few months later, he comes to me, all smiles, says, Baruch Hashem, the problem's been solved. I don't, I don't know what, what happened. He said, well, they went to a big mekubal, and he explained to them that the reason why there's a problem shalom bias is because the gematries are off. And he added, he took off, I don't know exactly what he did, but he added and then took off a name, and now the gematria is the way it's supposed to be, and everything will be good. So I told him, let me tell you something. I know nothing about this stuff, but I sure hope it doesn't work. I said, your last chance at becoming a mensch was having to work it out with your wife. If Chas Vashon, you find a way to get around it, you're doomed, because you'll never be a mensch. In other words, what is, we have to ask ourselves, if Kachbaru wants something, we believe in Ashkar, Kachbaru wants something. So, so what is it that he wants from us? So the schoolers, our schoolers mentioned, a handful of schoolers mentioned in Chazal that, that are current, that we're allowed to do. Um, we need to understand how that works, what it is, what's the Pshat in that. Some of the other schoolers are usually to be understood in terms of... Um, in terms of some sort of in your behind it. So the marshal saying nishmas means a person should feel a shabbatakarishbarah and things of that nature. Fine. In other words, where there's a where there's something in the pu'ula itself 
that is awakens a person, changes a person. I understand that's what Kashbaru wanted, but but Ninve didn't Ninve didn't look for schoolers. They they did tshuva, and and the question is not our question is not to resolve the problem, but to answer what does Kashbaru want from me. So you know sometimes it's easier, sometimes harder to answer. But 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 if you're doing something that has no real value, I think Leib Steinman once said. They asked him about schoolers. He said, if the school is a mitzvah, then okay, at least you have the mitzvah. But if it's meaningless, then, then what's the point of it? Then, then what are you doing? What does it mean? Kachbaruch sent us upon you because he wanted that you should do something like that. So I know that, that's my personal sense about the, 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 the schoolers. <coughs> Torah wants one thing, to be, we should be better people. And if, if it leads me to something, so some, some of the schoolers have that, so giving a certain type of stock is a school for something, so, so there I, I understand each mitzvah has a special, like, but it has to be a mitzvah, it has to be something that's meaningful. Yeah? Uh, similar, uh, but not exactly related. The, um, we spoke about this morning about Amunah and Hashkafa. Right. Is all Amunah and Hashkafa where it comes from the same? Meaning, we generally, when it comes to learning, so we base on a random, Ramban, Aran, Chazal, things like that. So when we develop halacha and how we approach halacha, it's based on Masora, Chazal, and Rishonim. But when it comes to Amunah Hashkafa, so sometimes we'll find that a person hears a Maisa, a Maisa Lacha about a, about a Rav, a person hears a beautiful Vart, that's very nice, but the person will then proceed to base their actions or their approach on that thing that's not based on it. Let's say we'll give a mashal mashal. I have a number of very lovely, uh, nice balabasim mashul, and they read, um, they read uh, the, uh, the Parsha sheets of Meilach uh, Bitterman, Ki'ilu it's Chumash Rashi, every week. That if they would, if they would do Chumash Rashi every week with the they same... Do ha- they do twice, exactly. they, they, <laughs> they do. If they read the same Hasmada, they would be, they would, they would be incredible. But they read it and they... And it, it's 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 the very Torah, and it's and it's very nice they're doing that instead of, of something else. But then their hashkaf, the way they view the world, comes through a vartlach, an idea, which is not based necessarily on what the Rambam would say, the Ramban, you know, and what the Rishonim would say. It, it is a real big issue. I actually um, I didn't come to advertise it, but um, in yeshiva I felt this was sorely missing, and we started a seder every every week. After davening, we make kiddush, and there's a there's a there's a shear in Rishonim on Chumash that deals specifically with Yisraelis and Emuna. I put it together after many years. Called Yisraelis Torah. It's two volumes. Um, I get it's you can buy it online. I'm not, I'm not here to sell it. But what I did was I picked out pieces in Rishonim that I felt are a. They're dealing with the sowed in, 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 in Yiddishkeit as opposed to just a peerage in the Pasik. It had to be a Rishon, it had to have mention of Pasik and Pasha so I could tag onto something. And over the years, I took I went to Ramban, Evan Ezra, Kuzari, Munusadeus, um, Mornevuchim, um, Ikrim, and Akeda, which is really the important safer, and we learn it. And, I, and I, I tell them exactly what you said. In Halacha, if a person learns through Shas and he makes a riff out of it, he has the skeleton of halacha. If you look at the Mechaber and the Ramah, you have 90% of the halacha. Yes, here and there there's a piece missing, here and there there's all the Achrayim argue, but Tachlis, you have it. In Ashkafi, you don't have it. So what we have is a sense of a consensus, a general consensus in, in Mishonim and an outlier. So the Ramah more in Avuchim, the Ramah was the Ramah. But some of the things in Amorim Vuchim, he's a Das Yochid, and that's its place in, in, in understanding. We, we say it as a Das Yochid, or we would say it in Halacha. We, we, we don't say, you know, this becomes, unless a person is a Rambamist for some reason, but, but Tachlis. So I think developing that and speaking and understanding that, I, it gets me in, 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 in yes, I, I you know, people, I, I once heard somebody dash and say something about Bitochen, about the Midah Bitochen. He, he sort of phrased that what's appropriate is X, Y, Z based on a story with our Sameach. How do you base such a Chiddush, which really is counter, I thought, to, to, to what's right, on a story? A, you don't know if the story is true. B, you don't know what the circumstances, the context, when it was said, who was said, and what. 
Someone told me over a story once, my Reb Chaim Greenerman's point of bracha was was my um, was uh, my wife's uncle. My mother-in-law was a Greenerman, and so Reb Chaim was a very opinionated person and very sharp with it. And he was together with a bacher who was like kind of a, a Talmud type, you know. Who together they, they went to somebody, I guess, to ask. For, I don't know. They went for some reason. They went to somebody, and the person asked them to eat, offered them to eat. And the Prime Greenerman um, declined politely. So the Bacha asked him, doesn't it say, So he said, You have to know which Balabas, something like that. So the guy wrote down, on this and this day, the Prime Greenerman said about this and this Balabas, that he doesn't fit into the category of course by some Chassay. And then it's going to, it's, it's going to become a Shacharach by somebody. It, it, it's so, it's, it's wrong. And that's why the Halachas for him. There's a convenience in the in in, in halachas firm, you know, that uh, this kilchasa, that kilchasa. It's 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 convenient mafteach. It gives the marmakomas for the for the shvatzir. But when you get to learn halacha like that, it's terrible. Um, it's, it's and certainly nashkafa. And I think making a point of discussing and telling people what Ramban says is 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 a yesoid musad. What happened with a particular person was that it's a colorful expression. It's 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 kind of, it's a flavor, but it's not. You can, it's one of the reasons, by the way. Well, it, you know, it's become very popular with Tzaddik and the Ishbitzer. And so, Ishbitzer are not meant to be taken literal. You can't build Ashkaf and you, you're not. You're generally not curious if you take those words literally. It's a it's a way of of, a, of explaining something. When he says that this avera had to happen. It, it's 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 a grand plan thing. It's not saying that the person himself has no bechira. It, it, it's it's an expression, but it's 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 and it's a beautiful expression, and it gives a person a certain. It, it, it imparts a very positive flavor, but but you, then you can't take it and translate it into halachah ma'isa. Someone asked me. I got I had a call once. A woman had called me up and asked me that there was a famous ma'isa at Chaim Shmulevitz, where he said that the aguna saved. The Aguna saved the, the, the Mir Yeshiva. I'm sure everyone's heard it one way or another. It, it was, whatever it was, it was a story that during the Six Day War, the, the Yeshiva was in the Miklat. The Yeshiva took like a few direct hits. And there were also a few neighbors there because neighbors didn't have a Miklat. And there was one particular direct hit where everyone said, Shema Yisrael. This neighbor was a woman whose husband had dumped her 20 years before. She was poor, she was broken, she had a sick father, very, very tzibrachan and neshama. And she screamed out and said, my husband did something to me so terrible 20 years ago. I'm forgiving him. You forgive us. And Rebchaim heard it and it shook him. Rebchaim was, and he said, and he would say in Shmuzin, it was her cry that saved us, not the Baham's learning. So a woman called me up, which is Machanech, I said, the story is true, but let me give you context. When Rebchaim Shlavis was saying a Shmuz, he wasn't a yeki like, like had figured out how many schusim per word of Torah, how many schusim per cry. This, that's not the way he said it. He, what he was implying was the depth of feeling the tsar and what it means. You can't give it over that this is more important than this. So, it, 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 so if, if you have a sir, should you learn or should you find some aguna and get it to forgive a husband? It, it, you know, it, it, the problem is people boil it down to that. There's no, there's no das, there's no havana, there's no seichel. I mean, Reb Chaim, it was a very powerful was Reb Chaim, and it really awakened us to feel people's tsar. But th- that's the context it was meant. And, and therefore, and, and I think it, 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 speaking occasion, finding a way to learn with people, and explaining the relevance, what the Ramban is saying, what Kuzari is saying, as far as with important stories, let them get the idea that this is, everything has to be measured up. Other things are a flavor. They bring out a certain thing. And that's why Hasidus Gave a beautiful flavor to stuff, but you can't take a chassidish uh, safer, and it's one of the problems with Breslov. The, the Sfarim are, he had a beautiful poetic sense. When he said, you know, you know, every grass is sitting and saying, Shira, Takesh Baruch, or singing a song, saying Shira. So somebody's going to class to the answer of Mishra, not the answer of Mishra, but like, like it, 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 it's a different world, and, and it has to be left as that way, and you can't run your life based on that. You When, when you hear a story of extreme. Um, be an extreme this, extreme that. It's a story to bring out a certain point. It's not, and, and I think a chinuch for that is very important. Uh, so it's so right. And today, you can get every story, and every, and now they make a movie out of the story, and they make this out of it, and and and, and people learn from that. I once said somebody asked me once a shaila 
so I told him, so I told him what the loch is. So he argued. This person didn't know. Right? I said, is that loch? He said, can't be. What? So I asked him, what's your marker? And he was coy about it. Finally, I pinned him down. I said, either, this is, this is what it says. Either you tell me what I got it. He got it in a story from somebody. A famous storybook that where a person told, a, you know, told a story which, which implied, which meduyak, not like I said. <laughs> I say that, a person tells nice stories. It's, it's, I'm not tied to the person, but don't bring a look. And I, and I, and I think that, it, so teaching people, learning through explaining a yesod, what, what is my similar bun in me? What, what, what does it mean that, you know, that a Nisayin brings out a person in a koachala poel? Finding a time to learn these things and making them relevant and giving the chashivas that are ramban. There's somebody I, I saw, somebody wrote a series of interviews with Lichtenstein. It's Pranecha Vakesh. And, and the insight was phenomenal. Rav Sabato asked him, if you were marooned on an island and you could only take one safe along, which safe would you take along? So expect him to say the Rambam. Like that, so how could a Yid live without a Rambam? So he, he, no, he said like this. He said, the Rambam's Mishnah Torah is incredible, but many others would have written Sfarim similar. Not with the Rambam's Diyuk, not the Rambam's Then There were, there were many in the Rishayim, they had a genre of something like that. It's, it's not an incredible Chiddush. It just, the Rambam's is the Rambam. Mornevuchim is an incredible sefer, but it's das yachid. You can't say Yiddishkeit stands of Mornevuchim. The Ramban on Chumish is something that is unique, and that you couldn't come up with yourself, and it's the core of Yiddishkeit. And he said he asked her, his son, and he, and he independently, they both have the same point. So, so understanding that this is, Ramban shapes a person's understandings of these sayings of Torah. And, and so on, the major points in the Kuzir. The, the Goyen said that Fashkafa, he said the Chovah Savavah is learned from Musa, but Shai Yechid to replace it with the Kuzari. That's brought down my Sirach. So bringing out, taking the points that are relevant and giving them over in a way that this is, this, these are Yesaitis. And we can fill in the Yesaitis with decorations, but not to veer from the Yesaitis. Yeah. So you didn't come here to self-advertise. I want to let everyone know, not only two wonderful farms in Atara, there's a new website, ravarlebiansky.org.com, where there are shirim that are very well organized on all of the, the svarim, which I've listed the last couple of years, and they're better than the actual svarim. <laughs> you charge by the hour or by the... By the he gets a commission per, per, per hit, per hit, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes? Uh, you mentioned Ali Shur previously, obviously, the Sifas Musa of Hanshmolevitz. The top three other Sifrei Kodesh for Hadracha, do any of them include things like Tanya, for instance, anything in Hasidus, or the bottle of Torah, obviously we're talking about now, or Parshanut, just understand what's going on in Chomish. Do any include, what do you mean? I, I don't know. Nefesh What about them? What's the first half? The key Sifrei Kodesh. I guess which key Sifrei Kodesh? So, Derech Hashem is actually possibly the best organized general hashkafa. And, and I think very um, middle of the road in the sense what I think everyone could subscribe to it. It's, 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 the Ramchal's unique greatness was the worlds of Kabbalah, Seichel, Pashtas merged. And he could create sperm that you really could learn at many levels. It's incredible what people accomplished in a few years of his life. He was a young person when he was Nifta, and, and, uh, and the volume of things that he wrote and the level he wrote. Derech Hashem I found to be, time and again, to be the safer. It's very organized. In general, I, I, I like very much learning something inside because I feel it has a father. This is what it says. The problem is if you learn something that has a lot of arichus inside, um, uh, you you lose the audience, obviously. Nobody's, and so a sefer like Derech Hashem, where you could learn a sentence, explain it, you know, develop it, it, it is a very good combination. People can can people can see um, what it, it what it says, it, and it's very succinct. You, you you can see what it says. On the other hand, you can elaborate and give it the, the personal touch. So I think Derech Hashem is very important. Tanya is an incredible safer, but you really need people more advanced and, and people to teach it that are, it's, 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 there's, the, 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 well, Tanya is, it's a deeper safer and it's a safer with a certain knage 
Avavodas Hashem. It's chesidus. It's his. And Nefesh Achayim is a safe built. It's, it's a counter argument um, to, to chesidus. And, and so there are a lot of important yisodos in both of them, but they're not structured in a way where most in the yeshiva it's a good place to learn it. But there Hashem is probably the most structured safer there is for basic hashkafin yisodos. And part of your job as a magachir is to make it as relevant as you can. Just instead of just being abstract pieces, bring out, flesh it out the way you see it, how to use it, things are like that. Yeah, Yashkov, that's a that's a good very good suggestion. Yeah. I think most people in this room, just going back to what Rosh was talking about, that every relationship was a and the Kabbalah, I think everyone in this room to a great extent, uh, with the people in our immediate orbit are are more uh, emphasizing the mashpia role. Uh, to what extent do we need to keep a certain level of aboveness? Not in an arrogant way, but like if, if certain things that the Rashiva, if we're doing this with them, we cross the line. <coughs> Is there any sense of, of of not becoming too friendly with our with our orbits, uh, and to the extent that's going to be affect our ability to be mashpia properly? Could I follow up on your question? Yes. I have. Uh, I work with beginners. In the killer, we deal with unaffiliated families. Why you? I run the uh, beginners program. So I actually performed a wedding last uh, Sunday night in LA. And, uh, and when it came time for the Viennese table, there was a bowl of joints. Of what? Uh, uh, George, sorry, sorry, it's okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of, of, of like, you and George. Like, it was, it was, well, it just, it's, <laughs> yeah, okay. So we all know, and the reality is, when I sit down, as I finish, you listen to this, when I sit down to, with my Talmudim, of course, about the 21 or whatever it is, you give them a lachai, you know, this and that, whatever it is, whether it's, whether it's a, uh, whether it's, they take on their own, you don't give them, I'm sorry, but uh, whether, whether you're in your home on a Friday night or whatever it might be, right, you'll join them for a lachai. So this whole group of Talmudim came up to me, Rebbe, Rebbe, come join us for a hit, right, which is what they refer to. So I said, uh, mm, it's not, uh, I don't think it's appropriate. So one bacher comes up to me and says, Rebbe, at the Chosn's Tish, you all you made a lachaim with every single one of us. California, weed is just as legal as uh, alcohol. So why would make a lachaim with us, but you won't join us for a hit? For a hit. And then the, the following night, I went to give a cheer of my alumni in Los Angeles. The Rabbar Hashem came out all walking to became Shama Shabbos with us at YU. And we're sitting in this penthouse in Los Angeles. I want to three to take out the weed and someone's rolling and this and that. And I'm giving the shear. And again, Rabbi, please join us. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in Silver Street, but in Manhattan, <laughs> in Manhattan you can't walk today 10 feet without smelling marijuana. Um, so is that going too far? If we were <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 all, all I saw were raps over here. I was looking. I was looking for. I, I, all he had was raps. And... If the rub comes on Shabbos, he could get edible. So, so look, 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 there are two or three points <laughs> over here. First one is um, before. It, there are two points I think being uh, spoken about that are different. One is, should the Rav have different standards for himself, mitzad nechbadus, and then the Talmud, then the community members? And the answer to that is certainly yes. There is a, obviously a balance between activities that allow commonality to activities that. Um, you know, degrade you, and and there's a balance. It's 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 not an easy balance. Different yeshivas, different environments, but there should be something that zakhmenafichvodu should be there. So it's a line that you do have to draw, or else you stop being a rebbe, and then you're one of them. You so so you you have to sort of balance out. If you're totally aloof and totally not shayach 
then you can't be part of it, and here you can. In terms of um, drinking, so since Alechayim has been part of a tradition, it's a Yiddish thing. Okay, I personally don't drink, it's up, we're Litvaks, and you know, it's, it's a no fun type of Imasaurus, uh, so okay. But, but yes, it's, it's, by, by, it's, 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 it's something that's became part of, of, of a, of a, a Mechubrika way of life, as long as it's done in a Mechubrika way. If, if the level of drinking is where it passes a line of good taste, then you don't belong as being part of Hevra. But you know, and, and, and if, 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 it's, if it's reasonable, then you can drink a lot. Weed, I, you know, it, 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 the, the, the question is, do we want to make a distinction between that and drinking? I think there is. I think there are many reasons why it's different. And we'll see how time plays. And, if, and, and, and this is not as a remedy. You can say, I, I think weed is not a good thing. I think it has it, it. It affects a person much more than that. Draws a person in. It's. It has. It. It has. It has many more issues, and I, I think it's not right. And it's fine. You can. You can. You can do that. So it's not so much as you, because it, it, at home also not. It, 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 in other words, you can wear a t-shirt at home because you're not around talmidim, but and around talmidim you should be dressed more formally. That has to do with the the, the gap in the chabadus between Rebbe and Talmud. Marijuana, you can say maybe it's legal, but I think it's a wrong thing, and not everything that's legal is 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 the right thing to do. So I, I think you're in full in bounds of saying, no, it's a, and and I don't think I'm not I'm, I I you know my experience with people who've who gotten into smoking marijuana is that it affects you a lot more than alcohol in many ways. Alcohol has it's destructive. If this is it, so why would a person want to get involved in something? Drinking mildly has a mesoris and fine. That's part of a certain uh, flavor that's become part of it, and then that's I wouldn't touch it. But um, marijuana, why new avodazar? Dayenu mitzaris, dayenu the old avodazaris, you know. The, yeah. You know, it's collectively in the sense speaking to Kehillas about it. Um, I, I guess it segues a lot to um, what he asked before about the, the challenges in Kehillah. I think trying to figure out what are the bottom line disorders that are missing, I do think this idea of chok, um, and I think I have an idea of where it comes from. 100 plus years ago, 150, 200 years ago, the old-fashioned chinuch was authority fuel. It was true by Goyim also. The teacher knows best, the government knows best, the doctor knows best. Um, that was the attitude. So you went, you went to Cheder, and you got a patch for everything, and that was a sort of the, the way in which things worked. It didn't work. At some point, it collapsed. And people questioned, and there were no answers coming, and explanations, and people lived in a world that they didn't understand anything. And whether it's whether the times change, whether people change, it's over. The Chuva movement started by um, started by explaining. How do you have a happy marriage? Let me explain to you. Hilchas Nida is the perfect recipe for happy marriage. Hilchas this is the perfect recipe for happy marriage, and so on and so forth. Obviously, you, you know, you, 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 when you attract somebody, you, you want to speak and common ground. So you say, what are you looking for? You're looking for happiness? This is where you have it. You want to look for good relationship? This is where you have it. Each, each, each type of cure did in their own way. But, um, but the problem with that is it's, it's a half of the picture. So it's something that, so if you keep at that, so someone comes along and says, Remember, you spoke about how Hilchas Nida does, it makes for a very, very happy marriage? Yes. Well, she's had bleeding problems for the last five, six months, and we can't ever get to the mikvah. So, where's that, where's, the wall, where's that happiness about? And he's right. At some point, it's a chayk. So, so, the problem is, and, and, and today's door, we've made Yiddishkeit appealing 
to to the sense, the seichel. We've tried to incorporate it. Rabbi Hirsch rightfully showed how Yiddishkeit builds the great society, the perfect society, the society that this is the, the ideals that shares with the world and so on and so forth. But then the idea that comes to a point where at Khan, and you know, you have no you have no Drisus regal here. That's that is a point that we need to counter. We've we've been so busy selling Yiddishkeit to the unaffiliated or to the semi-affiliated with how wonderful it is for you to say there are things that you are mechuyev, and the word chiyev, there are things that is aser and kahu. That's that's a counterbalanced it. That's what I think is, is something that we can have to introduce to our tzibur. You know, there, there's just things, kaha, you have to do it, that's it. There is no, there, there, you, you don't know, you don't understand, that's... How do you begin to introduce that in a culture where everyone feels they have the right to understand everything and every discipline? So I think by looking at places, the when you're talking about the Chumash, or the passion, something about... What it meant for Avram Avinu the Nisoyen, it it made no sense whatsoever. It made no sense. You told me Esmol, you told me this, 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 and the, and and yet when he was told, he he was mevatle seichel, and I think that's something you can challenge people. This is what we stand on. All Rosh Hashanah we talk about the schus of Yaked and Avram Avinu. The Klal Yisrael is is eats you know. That we eat from that schus till today. The ultimate schus was the fact that as as a person with a bardas with seichel, it made no sense whatsoever. And unless as a person is humble enough, is honest enough to say, there comes a point where I don't understand it. A person lived in Europe, and 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 let's say a person lived in 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 Spain, where they had choices, and they were told, if you don't shmad then you're being burnt, your, your family is being burnt, everything is going down the drain. Does it make sense? What for? Why would Hashem want it? You know, we eat from, and, 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 and the, we eat the pears that Mr. Snefish. And the greatest Mr. Snefish is to do things where it's right and it makes no sense. So, so introducing the idea that there are things like that and that this is the ultimate Nisayan. If, if, if we can't, if we can't, cross that line, then it means that Hashem is no smarter than we are. We're saying basically, what we're saying is, if I don't get it, then Hashem can't get it. That's, it's another way of saying that. And basically, then Hashem doesn't exist. You know, and, and I think that that's a point to keep reinforcing. That's a point of Nisoyen. It's the point of Kleisos to go, to go into the Yam. It made no sense. I understand, you took us out of Mitzrayim, to, to, that we should walk into the ocean and, and, and be chastened back by, by the Egyptians. And that's why they rebelled against it. It just didn't make any sense. And I think that's a, a point to, to hop over over again. Correct. Because the emiss is like that. It's, it's not... The emiss is that, uh, you know, that... that the right way, what Gashbaru wants from us is to do what's right, and he's doing it for our good. So there is to do what's right, and and, and same way like a chinuch of children, you, 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 it's full of ava, and some of the being ava means getting up at six in the morning to catch the train, not doing this, apologizing so and so for that, and and that's part of life to do, to do to the things that are not comfortable. So are we bringing back are we even back? What? Should we turn the Ramosha story around? We said too much Kishmak to be in, and now we have to start saying, Shvetsuzani. You know what? what? What we're missing is the idea how Kishmak it is when it's Shver. Let, let me, I, one of the things I think that our generation have a problem, I mean, it used to be that if a kid wanted a bike, there are no credit cards. So either you had the cash or you didn't have the cash, most of the time you didn't have the cash, so a kid had to earn it, had to sweat and earn it. So, you know, you have, so, so people, people, when I was young, get laid a little bit, people paid their own way through college, um, you know, and so on. Now, 
today you get it all. Which one do you enjoy more? When you had to work to get something or when you got it? Very clear. So, so the, 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 the idea that Yiddishkeit is about sweating and earning and enjoying that, the ultimate enjoyment is not what you have but what you earned, is really special. And, and people, you know, in school it's also balance. It, it, if you make things too easy and there's no, no need to earn things, then it's cheap. Uh, you know, you, it, it, it has to be the pleasure of earning things is the basic for Yiddishkeit. Derech Hashem, if you get around to Derech Hashem, that's, that's the core of it. That Akadosh Baruch who realized ultimate perfection is when you earn the perfection, and that's why he gave us many ways that we should earn it. And, and there is no other uh, way around it. Yeah? As, as a fact that we're in an assimilated American culture, into American culture, authority as a whole has diminished in society. So there's no value, there's no value in authority per se. Look at the way people treat uh, elected officials or any, any type of authority, even police no longer have the authority. Right. And we, we as, as being part of that culture, are, are part of that. And so the way many people um, outside of the realm of yeshivas, maybe, um, look, look at Rabbanim is, is, is an expression of that. So authority is not something which a, a person has. It's something a person needs to earn, essentially, in the eyes of people. So it's not like you can get up there to say something, because, uh, from my experience, we get sued for that. Um, <laughs> so um, so, so um, um, the question is, is in, in that climate, in that climate, what are ways to, what, what are ways to be able to, um, to express authority or to call upon Judaism which relies on authority? Um, when it comes to our campus, um, what 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 way what what options what what pathways we have in a, in a world which is not 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 that that given is not there. Um, so it's a little bit helpful if you're not the authority, but the Torah is. In other words, and it is like that um, in in the um, in the hierarchy of. Let's say that the church hierarchy was the Pope's declaration, and, and that's it. We we we're going. This is the Torah we got from All I'm doing is clarifying for you the point, but it's Hashem's authority, and it, it, I mean explaining that this is core to the to the understanding of Hashem. It means at least there's a sense of authority to the shoharuk, the sense of authority to. So it's not not yourself as much as as, as that. But you're right. That it, it was one of the. I remember in the Vietnam War, when people were accusing the American government of lying, we thought that was crazy. American government would never lie. It, it, it's I mean, they're like there. Every word is. And then when it, they discovered that they were lying big time, it did it destroyed people's confidence in, in, in authority. So that was from that time. But I, I remember vividly how unthinkable it was, and it turned out to be true. You know, and, and uh, so true. It's a breakdown of authority has affected us. But at least the authority comes. You, you are a referee. You're not a legislator. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, going back to what we spoke about uh, uh, this morning, I think one I think might have been, been touched on, but I, I had this frame it in the shine line. I called from our local federation saying that there's a homosexual couple that just had a baby boy in the local hospital for Eretz Yisrael. They didn't say that, that one. Uh, for Eretz Yisrael. Two Israelis came to America to be able to, to adopt, adopt a baby. this baby, baby boy. So if you know any Molem that could that would come and do the bris. It was an email, so I called our local mall, who's uh, lives by the yeshiva in Philadelphia, and he said, "Don't don't call me. I, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to deal with this." Right. And then, um, so I just send them to the newspaper, like you know, look at that. Yeah, just do it that way. Get a reform, uh, whatever. They'll go ahead and do the deal. It's like taken aback and spoke with the postmaster. They said, "Yeah, you do the right thing. You don't have to necessarily take all these uh, cases on." Um, like been struggling with that, especially on my block. There's a couple that move on, a gay couple that move on. One of them is an alumni of 
uh, the same local federation type high school that our new governor actually graduated from. And uh, like, do you tears to him? And I'm like, some of my father took me to the test, like, why, why did you give him shell models? It's like, I don't necessarily want these guys coming. I mean, I don't necessarily want that problem. Do, do we have the ability to say with certain things, like, if you come to my shul, we'll take care of you. If you come and ask a question, we'll deal with that. But the idea that we reach out to every Jew, does it sort of end at a certain point with these types of things? So, as regards the first one with the meal, was the child Jewish? <coughs> the adopted um, child? Sounded, yes, actually, it was part of the child. The child was Jewish. It was, uh, I don't remember exactly, you know, I, I, I determined at the time, it sounded like there was a pretty good chance the kid was Jewish, yes. So, so that's a more complicated question because then there's a real chi of mila, and that's an issue. In other words, there's a big difference between so over there that that's an issue because there's a chi of mila, and and then you need a moyel who will do it minimally kasha. Uh, that's a, that's like I said before, halachically, child of mamzi also mal. It's 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 a, you know it's a it's it's a, it's a chi of you know, we have a chi of to mal every Jewish child. In in terms of encouraging so on. You know, as a chachamur is an island. If if you if you see that having this couple, you know, becoming friendly with them and engaging them will become a big liability in many ways. You're going to have a lot of thorny issues, and the, and the toalus is not easy to to see. Then I would leave it. You know, sheval taisa. That that. So I, I would make a big difference between when there's a chiv when they want to send their kids to a school to be educated. That's that's a serious issue. It's it's uh, you know there's one school possibly, and he's if he's Jewish you have a chiyuv to, to, to that's one type of child, versus reaching out and befriending them, which you, you do in normal circumstances. But here it comes with so many difficult issues that are going to come along that I I think shavaltais would be much better. But the chiyuv mila is was it like Eastern type? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. If the parents don't do it, then you know. It's, so. It, which means if there's no mohol, there's obviously this, there's a chiv on the community. So it's peasant. If the father doesn't do it, peasant does it. Right, so is that, I mean, there was somebody from Israel that, like, just, like the kid's born in shop. Like, is that? Okay, I know, so, so, okay, so, I don't know, so that, that's something that you'd have to discuss on a practical level. Uh-huh. We're opposing very specific, but I'm saying, but it's an issue that you need to struggle with because it's a chiv. They're in Philadelphia, that's going to have a bris. Go back to that, so it's not going to have a bris. They, the parents may not decide a week later that it's not, uh, you know, they're, they're not in the mood for it or for whatever it is. Right. So I'm saying that is our advice. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to take a, just a 10-minute break.